Kia and welcome to the Hill Country Futures Partnership Program podcast series designed to equip New Zealand Hill Country farmers with decision-making tools and the best forage options for a whole farm system approach, which in turn future-proofs the profitability, sustainability and well-being of our pastoral farmers. I'm your host for this series, Sarah Perriam-Lamp, proud to support thriving Hill Country communities. And joining me now is Dr. Adam Barker, is the director of Scarletti, which is a research and evaluation firm that's worked closely with Beef and Lamb New Zealand on a range of research projects, including the Hill Country Futures Program, uh, where the team have been able to estimate the benefit of the value of this program and what it will have for Hill Country farmers. Uh, Adam, so presumably it isn't easy to predict benefits of a program like this. How do you actually start to go about something like calculating the value of a program. Yes, Sarah, you're right. It's certainly not something which is is straightforward. And obviously, we don't claim for a second that we're doing this in a way which is uh, precise, but we do aim to try and be robust with uh, really really making rough estimates. And and there's really three parts to what we're trying to do. The first part of that is to try and sort of estimate the value that different farmers place on the various outcomes that All Country Futures is providing. And that's not just the financial outcomes like profitability, but also um, some of the less uh, tangible things like healthy land, healthy waterways, uh, resilience to adverse weather events. We can ask farmers what sort of value or utility they place on those kind of outcomes and, and make sort of rough estimates of uh, sort of the, the financial equivalent value. And then the second part of what we're trying to do uh, is to try and sort of think around what are the changes that the full country future tools will actually make uh, to farmers. And the final part is to try and estimate how much adoption those tools are going to receive. And by sort of breaking it down to those three parts, we can sort of make that really big problem uh, somewhat tractable. So there is a few assumptions there in terms of where the results may end up. And with regards to assumptions of the uptake and adoption, how did you kind of model that out to where the results may be? Yeah, so, so this is a sort of an area that uh, lots of other people have done work in the past, trying to understand how different types of innovations and different types of technologies get picked up and used by different farming communities. So we've been, I guess, the beneficiaries of sort of that past work. And in particular, there's a, a tool that's been developed in Australia called the Adopt tool that we've been able to use in this work to try and sort of make indicative predictions of how the different tools that the Hill Country Futures Program um, are likely to go and, and be sort of adopted and picked up over the next uh, few years. Um, but even so, I guess I should say that sort of this is sort of something that does have a lot of uncertainty in it, and we don't um, pretend that our crystal ball gazing is going to be exact here. What we are trying to do is sort of make um, estimates of the ranges and rough probabilities of uh, different products being successful. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we're really interested in the results of your modelling, as well as how far reaching these benefits will be. Yeah, well, we've we've, um, assumed only that the benefits, well, sorry, we've considered only the benefits to farmers. Obviously, there's a a range of benefits that sort of go beyond um, the benefits to farmers. The the taxpayer is um, a co-investor in this program and will also be the beneficiary of that, in that if farmers are doing well economically, then the whole economy is doing well. Um, uh, other researchers are going to be sort of beneficiaries of the research that have, that's happened under Hill Country Futures. 
However, those those secondary benefits, those knock-on benefits, we haven't actually sort of considered those um, directly. What we've really measured is just the direct benefit um, to farmers, um, and we think that's going to be somewhere in the order of thirty million to three hundred million. Um, that's obviously a sort of a fairly big kind of range, and that really does reflect, I guess, some of the uncertainty and in the inputs that that go into our modelling work. Um, but if you did sort of just pick up a bit of a midpoint there and sort of said something like 100 million is going to be the order of magnitude of the benefits of this program, then that sort of gives you a return uh, for the levy payer and, and for the taxpayer who have invested in this of something like $10 of benefit for every dollar spent, which we think is about the right sort of uh, value for a program of this sort. So rather than just being about uh, justifying the research funding, the elements that are fundamental to realising that value uh, from all of the conversations we've heard throughout the Hill Country Futures podcast is what, better resilient business models that will contribute to the realising of this value? Yeah, well, I think Hill Country Futures is a, a really unique programme in that it contributes benefits in quite a diverse range of ways. So we've considered, the, I guess, the direct impact on sustainability through things like better forages but also things like what you just said there, resilience to adverse weather events and, I guess, uh, uh, resilience to sort of climate change. Those um, uh, less direct um, sort of impacts that, that the whole future program is going to have, we've, we've attempted to try and sort of put some sort of value on those attributes as well. So Beef and Lamb New Zealand is uh, one of the co-funders of the Hill Country Futures uh, program. What do you suggest the organisation does to get the most out of this research? Yeah, that's that's a really good question because I think it's really important that the results of this work are now not just sort of put on a shelf and forgotten about. And I guess it's all too easy once a research program comes to the end to to sort of move on to the next thing and and not actually really focus on doing the hard yards of trying to get those tools out there and really promote them, um, work them into sort of the different um, field days, workshops, extension programs that Beef and Land New Zealand is running. I think it's really important that we sort of continue um, to work um, as a community to try and sort of really promote the tools and, and get them out there. And, and we do think that that really makes a big difference. Um, so from a modelling point of view, we've said that if BFNA New Zealand does really sort of put its muscle behind that, that promotion effort, we think sort of the potential value goes up by sort of a factor of one and a half to two times. So it's certainly really worthwhile doing. Fantastic. Dr Adam Barker, the director of Scarletti, that was uh, a firm research and evaluation firm working with the Hill Country Futures program team. And, of course, head to hillcountryfutures.co.nz for more. This is part of a wider podcast series of Hill Country Futures Partnership Program, which is a wrap of the $8.1 million research program co-founded by Beef and Lamb New Zealand, Ministry for Business, Innovation and Employment, PGG Rights and Seeds and Seedforce New Zealand. For more information, visit hillcountryfutures.co.nz and of course the Beef and Lamb New Zealand Knowledge Hub is huge with heaps of resources online as well. Namahi Nui.